1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Welcome to another weekend on a Saturday evening for the First 11 Cricket Show. Sam Tugwell and Paul Bonzer are here and we are just about set to get stuck into what is another great week in sport. And cricket in particular is something we love to talk about. So Bonds, let's get straight into it. How are you, mate? I'm very well and uh, hello to everyone listening. Tuggers, you look fantastic in your cricket shirt today. I know. I went. <laughs> you know what? It was great today. I went down to my local club at Rinella and I had an absolute ball. I'm so used to being here in this building on a Saturday and I got the chance this afternoon to actually head down to Rinella and enjoy some local cricket, which I haven't done in probably a year and a half. So... Thank you for acknowledging that. It's been that's a good right. day. It's been a great day for me. Oh, well, that's good. And Did now, you know you, uh, no, I, I went down, had a quick look at uh, Woodville West Torrens this morning just yep. for an hour or so while I drank my coffee. Um, and no, that was about it. I watched the Strikers Girls today, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Certainly, mm. because uh, unfortunately, they didn't quite get across the line today, which we would have loved them to do. They've been in some good form. But speaking of Strikers, might as well get stuck into the big news that came out today, Bonds. A new import has been named today, earlier today, and also one earlier this week. We heard a little rumour during our Shield Hub that it won't, wouldn't be far away. Yep. Uh, we couldn't quite get the name, but um, anyway, it's out. So Danny Briggs is a spinner from England, and he's coming out. He's played for Jason Gillespie for, before at Sussex, and he is one of the most successful T20 bowlers in England. It's incredible, apparently. So for a guy, Danny Briggs, I think most of us Australians would go, Danny who? Never heard of this dude. But obviously, Jason Gillespie, with his ties out there in England, has seen him and he's played under him. Um, so it's been a good time to test and see and, and basically check out who's out there. And clearly, he saw Phil Salt last season and brought him over. And he had a slow start to the Big Bash, but eventually found his way and scored some great runs who is also an addition to the strikers list in BBL 10, which I think is fantastic. Phil Salt returning in yes. season 2020-21. Um, but Danny Briggs, a, a brand new face who I think Adelaide's going to embrace. Yeah, he's um, he's a left-arm slow bowler. Um, on Adelaide Oval, I think he'll be very, very handy and will complement Rashid. Mm. So he's played over 150 T20 games in England. He's got over 180 wickets. Uh, his best bowling is five for 19. He, the thing that I like is that he takes a wicket every 18 balls. That's so he's great. got a really good strike rate of 18. So that means he's, he's the sort of bowler that breaks through. So looking forward to seeing him, Danny Briggs, the new <laughs> signing for the strikers. Are you going to get used to that? You're still Danny announcing Briggs. the striker, strikers games, aren't you? Uh, yep. Yep. yep, I think, well... You've got to get that well, booming voice going. I haven't signed all the contracts yet. It's a trade week. And, yeah. uh, no, I, I, oh, no, I, we'll get around to that. But I'm sure, yes, I'll be involved, I think, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure yeah, you And Phil Salt, Phil Salt coming back, I think that's, that's good. So, generally, when the English cricketers come back for that second year, they have a better year the second year. Mm. But he had a pretty good year last year. He called, scored 360... One runs at 26 with a high score of 67 not out. Scored four fifties uh, with a huge strike rate of 164. Yeah. And that's what you want from your top order. Yeah. So he'll bat one, two or three again and uh, hopefully makes a pile of runs for the strikers. Well, that's all we can ask for from your imports. It's so important. But you were saying before Danny Briggs is going to be an ideal and, and handy player to have alongside Rashid Khan. For sure. Like Rashid Khan's got that leg spin going. He's one of the best in the world. But as you said, a, leg, a, a, lef, a left hand 
uh, bowler who is going to come in with uh, a Something different again, you know. It's tough to face a left armer sometimes. Just as a, it's just something different for a batsman to face alongside Rashid, who's just one of the best. Like this is a, a fantastic attack, and not many teams are going into T Twenty games with two spinners and two frontline spinners. So it'd be interesting if we play both of them as well in a lot of games because I think they're worth playing each week. I think they'll both play most games, mm. and I, I, yeah, I reckon I don't, to have that. Like you said, two top quality spinners, one the best T20 bowler in the world yeah. in Rashid Khan, and uh, to have someone who can complement him, I think that's a, a very smart move by Jason Gillespie and his staff. Um, we have another signing as far as bowling goes for the strikers. Do we? And that's a guy who's on the show a little bit later on, Dan well, Worrell. Well, we have to speak about him. He's a, an excitement factor. We all love Frankie, but... Um, at 6.30, we'll definitely ask him about that, but we'll, we'll also talk about the Redbacks at some stage too uh, because he was the last man standing in a, a result which didn't quite go our way on Wednesday. Before we move on to the Redbacks, though, yes. it would have been a nice segue, but I want to quickly talk because we're talking Big Bash. There's a new rule that's come out this week, and I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there is a new rule coming into the Big Bash this season, the sub rule, and we're going to see each team name 13 players on a list, not just 11, 13, two players are, are sub-players, and at the 10-over mark of the first innings, that's the only time you can do it, you can swap one of your players out. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Are I, you a fan? I, I'm not sure. I've got to see it working in action. I'm not sure if I'm a fan. Okay. Because if if you're if you're on top of a team, especially one bowler, yep. and you smashed him out of the park, they can make a sub and bring in another bowler. Yep. So here's that. the rule. Here's the rule. So so for those who are unaware, because they need a, I think we need to make our listeners aware. Each team is permitted those two subfielders per game, one only field, uh, one player only. So we got two subs, but only one of them can right. be chosen at the ten over mark of the first innings, and that is it. That's the only time. And they can of your off, first innings or or the first the, innings? the first innings. And so you can choose to bring them in to bat, to bowl, to field, whatever you want them to do, as long as that player you're bringing out of the game, putting the red vest on, if you like, if you want to use AFL terms, they haven't batted yet and they haven't bowled more than one over. So if they get smacked out of the park for one over, this this bowler you might have, right. ship him off, okay. bring, your, bring your sub bowler in and he can hopefully settle the ship for you and bring in a little bit of stability. If it's a, you've batted first um, and you're going a bit slow and you think one of our middle order guys, geez, he's not going to fit, we need more runs... Bring him out. There might be a high-power batsman you've got as a sub. He can come in the middle order and try and smoke some. That, just something different. I like it. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it works and how many coaches utilise it and how they utilise it mm-hmm. because they're all flying blind. No one's had yeah. it before. So, yeah, really interesting concept. I'm not sure how often it will get used, but I'm I'm thinking that if you're three for 20, uh, a bowler might be getting sat down and a batter come in. Mm. Inter- yeah, interesting point too. Yeah, not sure. It'll be yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 hope it works. Well, eight double two three double O double O. Have your say on this because I'm sure you've probably got some thoughts. Do you like? And you probably know more than we do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, your opinions are valid, and that's why we put it to you. Eight double two three double O double O. The lines are open throughout the next hour. We're talking cricket, and if you like the sub rule and the big bash, tell us why. And if you hate it, you haven't seen it yet, but you hate it. 
Tell us why as well. We'd be loving to get your opinion. I know the ICC tried it in one day cricket back in 2005. Mm. Didn't quite work because they only had one subfielder and I think they sort of used it wrong. It was almost like a, you know how the Ashes back in 05 and there was a, a specialist fielder that England put on the ground at one point? Yep. And they sort of exploited the rule. It was a little bit like that in one day cricket. Team started exploiting it and didn't quite work. So this will be different. This will be a little bit different. But let's talk Redbacks. Let's get onto the Shield um, because they lost yet again. But, geez, it was by the skin of their teeth. Hats off to the man we spoke to on the show last week, Callum Ferguson. He was not out in the first innings. Yes, round of applause. You need the applause effects. We do. We button. don't have one. Um, and 97 in the second innings. Um, just a bit of a just a bit of a raspberry at the umpire that gave him out. Doesn't matter how plum it is. <laughs> the guy's playing his last shield game. He's on 97. Have a sense of theatre. What are you doing? Yeah. It was absolutely plum. It was out. <laughs> but can't. what are you doing? You can't call that. <laughs> Wait till he's got three more runs. I'm, I agree. It was one of those things. It was just a, a heroic innings. 195 balls he with the crease for. He only started to really get going once he sort of got in the middle of his innings. But then once he got to 90... Or he got a little bit shaky, I reckon. I think the nerves started to hit him. And a few chances popped up. A few LBW shouts got to 97. And then Mark Steckity bowled one that came back. And the umpire decided to give it. Moved back a fair way, too. Mm. It was crashing into leg stump. But that's beside the point. It should have been given not out. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. So well done to Ferg. Uh, an amazing Shield career. And he's still got some white ball cricket to, to be played. So he's off to uh, Captain the Thunder very shortly. But... Fantastic effort from him, and uh, what a career. I also want to give kudos to a guy called Harry Nielsen. Now, he started the season off pretty slow. He scored 10, 18, and a duck in his first three knocks this season. And people started to go, gee whiz, is he up to it? Is he going to be the guy that takes us forward? And a lot of us have you know, seen you know, great talent come through and start well in their careers, but haven't quite gone on. And I feel like there was a little bit of nervousness about him again this year. But he's gone on and redeemed himself brilliantly. Scores after that, 64, 40, 43, and 114. And a second innings there at Glenelg, which the team desperately needed him. Now, all those four innings were at Glenelg, which is which is great. And he's, and he's batted brilliantly. But I think what's most important is he's come in and scored those runs at times when the team really needed him. And he steadied chips when, when it was sinking. He batted beautifully in this last game. And another 100 for him. Uh, he, he's played as a bat before as well when Alex Carey's been available a couple of times. So uh, he he's a, a great talent. I think he's been a little bit sloppy, if we're being 100% honest. Um, a little bit dropped a couple of catches, and you just can't do that as a keeper. You When they nick him, you got to hang on to him. Mm. Uh, so I'm sure he's he's not happy with with those couple of ones that went down, but he's should be happy with his batting and uh, just growing as a cricketer. I think Harry Nilsson completely agree. Can we just before we go into the break, because we've got a lot to talk about on the other side, but the Sheffield shield in general, the shield hub is wrapped up here in Adelaide. Um, the Redbacks haven't been able to score a win on their home deck for four games straight, which is a shame. Um, but it is unfortunately a, a look at where we are at as a state but we have seen some amazing cricket. And just in the last week, the fourth round and the final rounds to date, we saw 10 Centurions. Well, that is just unbelievable to think that we are just seeing so many people putting their hand up to say, hey, I'm, I'm around and I'm available to play and, and they're in good touch. The first four rounds of the Sheffield Shield in Adelaide in the hub, 
has been some of the best shield cricket played for years. We have seen some amazing performances, individual performances, team performances. The game Queensland-New South Wales was one of the best mm. games of shield cricket in the last 20, maybe 50 years. Uh, the bowling efforts of Swepson, uh, Trent Copeland with his, his fantastic spell of five wickets, mm. uh, hundreds from... Labashane, double hundreds, back-to-back double hundreds from yeah. Will Pukowski, uh, uh, nearly a double hundred by Cameron Green. Um, Michael Nisa makes his first hundred. Josh Inglis from uh, WA yep. makes his first two Shield hundreds in this uh, in this hub. So it's been a huge success and can't wait to get back to the Shield after a few months. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a break with the Big Bash and, and the t- summer test series, but I can't wait for it to return. One thing I think New South Wales will be pumping uh, and jumping out of their skin with the way they got their victory, um, all out for 64. Their third all-time lowest score in Shield history came back in the second innings, six declared for 522. They just dominated three players, hit hundreds, and they won the game by 145 runs. Like, that is a miraculous comeback. Would have been a fourth hundred if the captain didn't declare. I agree. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mitchell Stark was stiff. So, um, that is the record uh, win. Lowest score first innings. Oh, is it? Record win in the Sheffield Shield to come back and win from... Uh, that position, it, well, it wasn't amazing, and that's that's just part of what this Adelaide hub has given us. Mm. Great games of cricket, and we're lucky enough to commentate throughout this whole uh, last month. And the Adelaide public were lucky enough to see some fantastic cricket. I'm so glad Cricket Australia put it on. It could have quite easily just been put off. There was talks, you know, earlier in the year about. Well, what's the point of the shield? Do we really need to play it? The players are good. You know, the players will get in touch. They'll practice on their own and they'll be ready to play test cricket. No, no, no. You need to have this. And the shield is so important, has been for years. And yep. we've seen again just why we need to have this this country. Um, it's it's only playing well at test level when we have a really strong shield competition. And it's almost back to the 90s, early 2000s with these sort of players just making tons of runs and taking loads of wickets. And some youth coming through. Very that's, exciting. That's the most important part. I think we'll talk about that after the break because the test selection has uh, gotten a little controversial in the last 48 hours with coach Justin Langer saying some things which I think the rest of the country doesn't want to hear. Find out what that is next on the 5AA First 11 Cricket Show. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Certainly is. Sam Tuggle and Paul Bonds are here on 5AA, 18 past six, and you are talking sport with us this afternoon. Give us a call, 8223 Have your say. Plenty to talk about, especially in terms of the test selection, which is coming up. Joe Burns and David Warner are the uh, the two openers which uh, were the incumbents after the uh, the January test against New Zealand. The last one the Australians have played. It feels like a long time between drinks, but we've now got a little bit of controversy. And uh, after the Australians and Indians have landed in New South Wales for their quarantine, it begun on Thursday. They're going to spend 14 days there before they finally get out and play some limited overs cricket there in Sydney and Canberra. We have this week landing a test squad for the upcoming summer. Certainly do, Sam, and I'll go through the squad for you. No real surprises, I think, in my mind, just going over what's happened in the Shield Hub. Captain Tim Payne, Sean Abbott, great selection. He's had a fantastic month here in Adelaide, deserves his spot. Joe Burns, Pat Cummins, Cameron Green, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, 
Mana Slabashane, Nathan Lyon, Michael Nisa, James Patterson, Will Pukowski. Absolutely fantastic Great. that he's in there as well. And obviously we'll chat about him in a minute. Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, Mitch Swepson. Again, a fantastic month of cricket for yep. him and deserved his spot in the squad. Matthew Wade and David Warner is the Australian Test squad. So five players in there are uncapped in Test cricket for Australia. Will Bukowski, Cameron Green, Mitch Swepson, Michael Neeser and Sean Abbott. Now, if I'm right, I think it's Green and Abbott's first ever time named in a Test squad for Australia, which is terrific. Um, but it is interesting because the the battle for a spot in the top order for Australia has been talked about for a long time now. It feels like the last two weeks, all we've talked about is who's going to open the batting for Australia because just about every spot is locked down, isn't it? And the last one is who's going to bat with David Warner. Now, everyone after those two double tons of Wilpikowski, you just thought he's in. He's the guy. He got named in the squad. So, tick. Yes. He's halfway there. Yes. It's sort of hit a road bump because Justin Langer has been quoted this week, and I think it was only on Friday that he said this. He goes, it's been amazing what Will's been able to do. It's exactly what we've been looking for, and he's been so good that we can't ignore him. He's been brilliant. That's a, that's a true quote. Here we go. Here's the rest of the quote. Unfortunately, he said, I've also been consistent with the messaging that last summer we loved the combination of Joe Burns and David Warner, and they have a real synergy. So at this point, I'd say that will remain the same. That's a little bit upsetting for a lot of us in this country who really wanted to see this promising 22-year-old Will Pukowski slide straight in. Doesn't mean he's not playing. No, it doesn't. It just means he might bat down the order. Oh, I see you're thinking. So if Burns is the favourite of the coach mm-hmm. and he wants to give Joe Burns a chance, Joe Burns has had not a great start to his shield uh, this season. So, does he open Burns and does one of either Travis Head or Matthew Wade miss out? Now, if they did, extremely unlucky. Mm. Especially Trav, because he smashed a couple of, yeah. couple of hundreds, 171 not out. Surely it's Trav that does... Surely um, Trav stays. It's not him that goes. It would... Yeah, I, I see it as Matthew Wade. However, extremely unlucky if he mm. misses out here. Yeah, I agree. But... That the moment they're talking Wilpikowski is an opener, that's where he scored his runs. But if Joe Burns is the one who, like you said, hasn't done a whole lot in this shield, I think his top score is in at thirty. The, mm. the rest of them have been under twenty. Like they're all teens or zeros or what. It's just not a great look from five digs this year. Whereas Pukowski's just batted out of his skin, and you just think, well, while he's confident, while he's seeing him like a beach ball, while he's he's in a really good space, give him the go. And he might just surprise us at the top level. Because watching him, and I'll tell you this here, Bonds, that was the most impressive innings I've watched in my life. And, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Because he just looked in so much control. And, and this is the last one at, at Karen Rolton Oval um, against WA. He was in so much control. And he never really looked like getting out. And there were the, the blemishes were so few. They were they were almost not even blemishes. Like there was a, a he pops one up. Oh geez, oh, sorry. Every batsman. Does. It was incredible how limited they were. The chances that he gave up, and every time he saw one he wanted, he nailed them and executed perfectly. He's he's just about ready to watch him live. Uh, you're hundred percent correct. To watch him live, you sit back and go, "Wow, this kid mm. is he's a real player." He yeah, like you said, just the time he has to play the ball. 
the shots. He, he can play the ball all around the ground, to all parts of the ground. Mm. Plays uh, square wicket shots, back foot drives. Some of his back foot cover yeah. drives were things of beauty. Mm. They were fantastic, and it was great to see him live. And we were spoilt to see that man make two hundred. Uh, he will play a lot of cricket for Australia. He will, no question. It's a matter of time. However, it, it, yeah, if he doesn't get in the first test, maybe Langer is thinking, let's not throw the kid under the bridge with pink ball, night cricket, mm. boomerang. Let's let's just give him, you know, maybe a test or two. Yeah, Shammy, well, boomerang. Well, here we go. Bring him in Boxing Day. Maybe. Four. Home state, home Jeez. home test. What a place to debut. Can already see 100 on debut. Hey, don't say it. Uh, you, I'll put, a, put the mocker on him. But this is he's just a special talent, and I feel like we may miss out if he doesn't get the chance here. But like you said, there's a, there's other positions he could play. There's other chances in the series he could play. His time will come. Yeah. Whether it's in Adelaide or Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane, his time will come. He will play test cricket this summer. Well, I have no question of that. What? will be interesting is there could be a bat-off in the three-day tour game coming up very soon, which an Australia A squad has also been named. And Will Pekofsky and Joe Burns are both in that. Could yes. they bat together in a bat-off? Uh, they certainly could. They certainly could. Um, so they could open the batting, Pekofsky and Burns. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of tour games. So the first one is on December 6 to 8 at Dremoyne. In Sydney, yep. and the second one is the 11th to the 13th at the SCG. That's a day nighter. Yeah, okay. Well, that that's the one you want to test him out in. So there's two, two games. So I'll give you uh, that squad. So so the Australia A squad: Sean Abbott, Ashton Agar, Joe Burns, Jackson Bird, our very own Alex Carey, Harry Conway. Cameron Green, Marcus Harris. He's had a fantastic... Oh, he has. Just sitting in the shadows <laughs> yeah, of Will Pukowski. Just forgotten. Uh, Travis Head, Moses Enriquez, Nick Maddinson, Mitch Marsh, if he's fit, Michael Nisa, Tim Payne. It's interesting that Tim Payne's in that uh, Australia A squad as well. I'm not sure maybe Tim Payne has wanted to play maybe. in those to get a bit more work before the test starts. But, uh, might play in one, Kerry plays in the other. Yeah, maybe. 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 Uh, James Pattinson, Will Pukowski, Mark Steckity, who was also bowled well in the last month. Will Sutherland, up and coming, yeah. Victorian quick, looks fantastic Does. as well. And Mitch Swepson, who was the highest wicket taker in the first four Shield games. Could we? I love. I, I really heard this during the week and really liked it. Could there be a possibility that we bring back Australia versus Australia A? So we've got those two squads. Mm. And and I think there's like 12 of the actual test squad inside the Australia A squad, which is a little bit weird, but it's mainly for preparation's sake. Some of them might want some more game time before the series starts. But could you just you remove those guys? You, you have the best 11 for Australia in a squad, and you have the best second lot in Australia A, much like we did in the 90s. We bring it back, and it's our... It's sort of our lead-up to the first test. Every year, we have Australia versus Australia A, three-day tour game, and we just see the best of the best in our country go at it after the first four rounds of Shield cricket, perhaps. A bit like we've had this year. Wouldn't that just be a great way to start the summer? It, it would be. <laughs> It'll be some great cricket to watch because we're at a point now where the strength of Australian cricket is is just increasing a little and this new talent's coming through. So uh, the competition would be good. I don't know if you'd... 
I don't I don't you know, know if you make a big deal out of it and get you know heaps of people there or whatever. I think you, you play it as a trial. Yeah, that's all it needs to be. Yeah, that's all it needs to be. You, you, you televise it, obviously. Yeah, that's right. But you don't make a big deal about it. I agree. Fair no, yeah, fair enough. I, I think the fans are just I, love it. I don't think they'll do it. They they'll play maybe mixed teams. So a Smith versus See, I don't like Warner no, or Payne. Payne versus Carey. No, nah, you want the underdogs against the good guys. That's okay. what that's what it's about. I reckon that's what that's what we loved about Australia A versus Australia in the nineties. Yeah, I'm not sure the players liked it. I'm not sure the players liked it, but especially the Australian players because yeah. they became the bad guys. Yeah, they had the black hats on. That's right, and they're the, they're the number one Australian team. We're allowed, so. to, we're allowed to go for the underdog. Yeah. But that's what they, well, they get one game in the sun, Australia, eh? And then the Aussies become our stars once we play the internationals. But oh, I'd love that. Eight double two three double O double O. Have you say? We'd love to see that maybe in the future. I would anyway. Let's see if you agree with us. Hey, on the other side of this break, we're going to chat to the South Australian Redbacks quick. Dan Worrell, he was, geez, stiff to be out there all on his lonesome on the final day in the last hour against Queensland. We'll talk to him about how that game in round four came right down to the wire and Queensland just snuck over the line. They were so close, the Redbacks. We'll chat to Dan Worrell next. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Welcome back. It's 6.30 and you're uh, tuning in to Sam Tugwell and Paul Bonza. Great to have your company. The South Australians have had a pretty tough month, unfortunately, in the Sheffield Shield. And we're going to be chatting to one of their spear pace bowlers, Dan Worrell. He joins us on the First 11 Cricket Show. Mate, welcome. You were so, so close on Wednesday. Cheers, guys. G'day. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's been a... Pretty rough couple of months for Redbacks, unfortunately, with that ball. But we've seen enough good stuff to know that there's some good results around the corner, surely. Hopefully, yeah. You were 15 not out off 61 balls. It was a grind. You worked so hard, but you just ran out of partners, mate. How did it go uh, playing out those last few hours? Oh, jeez. I'm not sure I did much of that work, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck around. <laughs> no, Harry, Harry Nielsen and um, Callum Ferguson started beautifully that day. We um, definitely backed up against the wall, but they showed a bit of ticker and um, yeah, I think we were all just shattered that Fergie didn't get his 100. That's what the game was all nice. about for us, to try and do it. Yeah, I've been slamming the umpire all for the first half, <laughs> half hour of the show. Doesn't I matter won't, because how... I'll get fined. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Mate, uh, does, when there's a big partnership like that, and especially in Ferg's last game, do the tail... Do the bowlers just go, okay, we're going we're gonna to give everything we got here? Does it just build you up a little bit when you see the way they performed? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, you'd like to think we do it every time we go out there, but um, there are those milestone games in the career that yeah, really relish the opportunity to play. And um, I, I was talking to Travis Head the other night after the game, and it, we've both played for South Australia for about eight, eight or nine years now, mm. and um, we've rarely played, rarely played a fixture without the old man. So it's going to be a different, different atmosphere when he's not there after Christmas. But yeah, like you say, we all wanted to give him there. Great send-off. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. How is he around the group? What does he bring to that team in the dressing room? Because Callum Ferguson's been a stalwart for the Sackers for 16 years. What's he been like around the team and what does he bring? Yeah, he's actually one of the nicest guys on the planet. Um, For someone that's played so much cricket for Australia and been in a little bubble of elite sport for so many years, it's um, you probably wouldn't you wouldn't um, hold it against him if his head got a little bit bigger than it should be. But he's one of those guys who's so humble. Um, he loves playing the game, loves South Australian cricket, and he's one of those guys that um, all the rookies from since when I started to even 
I'm sure you'll find him in the nets next time he's there talking to another rookie now. But he's a guy that's always dependable for those new guys coming into the squad, whether it's going for a coffee or um, talking in the nets or just talking about the game. But he's one of those guys who's always willing to lend a hand. Talk to us about the end of the game. You were so close, as we were just saying. Liam Scott was in, Chad Sayers was in. You were just for a period of time where you felt, and, and Harry Nielsen, of course, just in those last few hours, did the mindset change at some point during the afternoon from, hey, we have to just play for a draw to, geez, we're, we're close. We, we could possibly win this game. Uh, I'm not sure that was the case. If Harry and um, Sergio batted for another session, we might have thought about it. But um, like on the day four wicket against probably the informed spinner of the competition at the moment, um, as soon as that partnership was broken, it was always going to be really tough from there. But um, as we've seen, Liam Scott's a up-and-coming all-rounder for the state, and unfortunately we haven't given him too many opportunities to shine yet. He's kind of been saving the game for us. But um, yeah, I, I, I suppose as soon as that partnership was broken, we had to just hang in there for as long as we could and try and see out the day. All right, quickly let's uh, chat about your injury, your calf. How's it pulled up after the first two games? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It was just a little niggling, annoying one that came and went throughout the preseason. But yeah, that's all. That's all back to normal now, thankfully. Now, what about the experience of having the first four rounds of the Shield here in Adelaide? It was great for us. We got to commentate some games and and watch some fantastic cricket. Uh, what was it like? And the word from the other players. You obviously would have chatted to blokes on other sides as well. Uh, was it a great experience? Uh, I'm not sure great's the word for it. It was definitely different. Um, <laughs> for, the, for the guys in, um, the guys that had to come and quarantine for two weeks where they were only allowed to train in threes and not really see each other that much and be stuck in a hotel room, it was different. Um, obviously, in perspective of, what, of what's happening around the world, it's, yes. um, it's a pretty good opportunity that we have to go out and still play sport and um, put on some entertainment for people. But yeah, it was a very different couple of months and um, I think if you speak to anyone we're just grateful that we were able to get an opportunity to go out and play and um, yeah play our trade and make a few people happy in the process. Now one of the big changes that COVID has brought in is the ability or or the lack of ability to shine the ball with saliva the normal way you would so whether it's using sweat on your arms you can't use sweat on your arms or anything from the face and you can't use saliva how how big a change was that for you? And also, how many times did you stop yourself from just <laughs> licking yeah. your fingers and, and putting it on the ball? Yeah, well, as a swing bowler, that's uh, could be a couple of the yeah could be the end of my career if that rule went out. But <laughs> hopefully, that's on the way out um, sooner rather than later. But yeah, it is. Um, it changes the game so much. Um, Firstly, because with the new ball, it doesn't swing. Mm. In fact, I don't reckon I swung, swung a ball for two games. But um, even with reverse swing, you do usually rely on a cook bar to be able to reverse swing after yeah. 30, 40 overs earliest in the second innings. But it just didn't happen as much as we would have thought. And that's when it just brought, uh, as, as well as we did to bat so long in the last couple mm. of games, it's, well, that just shows you how difficult it is to penetrate a batting lineup when you've got a couple of guys set and willing to just lock in and hang around. Tell us the feeling, Dan, between the bowlers right now, because you haven't been able 
to break through a team and bowl them out so far, I think, in the last five innings. That's that's t- a tough pill to swallow for you guys as a bowling group. What What's the what's the feeling in the camp? Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, as funny as it may sound, I don't think anyone's bowling too badly. It's just mm. that we haven't, haven't got on a run. We haven't been able to get the ball reversing and mm. to break the back of middle order and late orders. Um, yeah, it's just not happened for us. And whether that's um, the dynamic of the bowling attack or whether there's things that we're not picking up on, uh, I'm not quite sure. But I can assure you guys and mm. everyone else that's listening that we're definitely having a crack and talking about it after every day's play and talking about different plans and ways we can get better out and looking at footage and that sort of stuff. So it's not like we're, uh, it's not like a lack of effort. It's just, unfortunately, it just hasn't worked. Yeah, unfortunately, um, cricket sometimes plays like that. Do you, yeah, think the pitches, exactly. do you think pitches have helped you? Because it feels like a lot of the wickets have been very much batter friendly. We've seen so many runs scored and, and so many centuries from individuals. Do you think the pitches haven't been as bowler friendly as you'd like them to be? As much as I'd like them to be. I'd like them to be. <laughs> yeah, <fair play>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong question. <laughs> no, I think they're, they're definitely. They're definitely challenging as quicks, um, but I think it. I'm, I'm always an advocate for if there's a will, there's a way. So you can't really, you don't really get the chance to have a soup in cricket. Like if you if you do, the game gets away from you. So you've just got to keep coming back and trying as hard as you can and finding a way to make it happen. If it doesn't, then at least you can walk off at the end of the day's play and know that you've given it everything you can. But yeah, it is. It hasn't been a bit flatter, and I think that's traditionally Adelaide pitches as well. Um, yeah, there's been plenty of centuries and plenty of runs made, but at the same time, teams have been bowled out for 60 to 150 a few times, so there's not really that excuse for you. Yeah, all right. Let, let's let's just move move a little bit from a little bit depressing Redback stuff to yeah, sorry, signing... <laughs> uh, signing let's, let's talk some positive stuff. You signed a deal with the Adelaide Strikers, so you're going to wear the blue this year. You come over yeah. from the dark side... And now you're with the good guys, uh, the Adelaide Strikers, and playing your T20 cricket at the Adelaide Oval. Looking forward to that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it's a positive as well that we've seen the schedule and um, at this stage the New Year's Eve game's gone ahead and that was a huge draw card for someone, not just myself, but all around the country where mm. that fixture because it's such a passionate crowd and amazing atmosphere and everyone wants to be a part of it, so... I think um, the more opportunity we can get fans to Adelaide over at some point, the better. It'd be amazing. Now, was the uh, bag of uh, cash just a little bit bigger in blue than it was in green? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> or was it was it, was it uh, Dizzy Gillespie? Just obviously, uh, it'd be great to play under Dizzy. Um, is that why you're here? One of the uh, main reasons? Yeah, not necessarily. I think it was just a time in my career where I was ready for a change. I'd been at the okay. Stars for eight years and um, I had some amazing years there on and off the field and met some great mates and really got to develop as a cricketer and a person in that environment. And I think it's, it doesn't matter what code you, uh, a player from any code will tell you that as soon as you get to closer to the end and the start, I think it. Um, like the motivation to try something new is always a bit stronger and I get the opportunity to play with a new playing group at a new ground and just challenge myself in different circumstances and just see what see what I'm made of. So hopefully that works out and 
take a few wickets and win the BBL. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. We talked earlier on the show about the new BBL sub rule. Have you heard about it? Ha, ha, ha. That'd be great. <laughs> so, Three yeah. overs up front and then look over to the bench and say, that'll do me some kick. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else will come on and field for me. <laughs> so, so you're a fan? You're happy with it? You like it? I haven't heard too much about it. We were just discussing it during the Shield game the other day, but... Yeah, I'm not sure what the ins and outs are, but um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to bowl my three overs and then not have to field for the rest of it. Un- unfortunately, it doesn't play like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's only... So here's here it is for you. So, you know, there's two subfielders selected per side uh, alongside the 11, and then at the 10 over mark of the first innings, uh, if you haven't batted yet or you've only bowled one over tops, then you get subbed out and you can bring someone into the game just to change it up, inject a different sort of style player into the game. So you can't go for three overs... And have a rest. Unfortunately, that's a bit of a downer for you. Glad about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a silly concept because then you can have Frankie come on and bowl four overs, four of the first ten. Yeah, and then bowl you know three for five. Say yeah, say the, Frankie uh, something five. like that. Yeah, come on. And then yeah, he can have a rest. He's done his work. Yeah. Then you can bring in a batter. Jeez, I think that's the way it should work. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> Dan, we appreciate your time, mate. It's been a great week. Uh, well, it's been a great week for you knowing you're going to be playing for the strikers. We're happy with that. But unfortunately, uh, the shield comes to an end for a little bit of time. You get the white ball in your hand now and uh, you can have a crack with that. Hopefully it swings a little bit more than the red cooker. Good luck, mate. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, uh, Dan. Enjoy the summer of cricket. There, we cannot wait. Thank you so much for joining us on the First Eleven Cricket Show. SA Redbacks pace bowler Dan Worrell joining us. Um, he's an absolute gun. And like you said, it's been a tough month for the Redbacks bowlers. No lack of effort whatsoever. But they just haven't been able to get the rewards, which has been a little upsetting for fans. Really interesting to hear his thoughts on not being able to shine the ball Mm. in the normal fashion. Agree. That we've done for 100 years. Obviously, that's... And and you look at the two main bowlers for the Redbacks, Chad Sayers and Dan Worrell. And they're both swing bowlers. Two of the best swing bowlers in the country. It's been tough. Really interesting. Yep. We'll take a break. We'll do DRS and plenty of local scores next. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. 12 minutes to 7 is the First 11 Cricket Show on 5AA. Sam Tugwell and Paul Bonds are with you. You can have your say on any topic we discuss tonight. 822300. 00 is our number and Bonds. I have a question without notice for you. And I... It was only until I heard that music there that it sort of come into my head. Who's our DJ? Where are we getting these songs from? We had Piano Man, which is nice, laid back, slow. This is a laid back. Don't we need pump up music for our intros? This is this is um, this is my boss's job to put the uh, the music in, and I will not be commenting. I mean, on fantastic. <laughs> uh, does no, a great right. job. No, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the music. It does a fantastic <laughs> job, and should keep doing exactly the same. I thing. agree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, plenty of stuff happening locally today. We, uh, we've we seen Premier Cricket continue this afternoon. A lovely day out here in Adelaide. So, Glorious. Uh, plenty of results, I hope. All right, let's go through the grade results. Tea Tree Gully last week made 236. They bowled Northern Districts out for 83. And in the, in that bowling out Northern Districts for 83, Tim Oakley, mm. who was in the uh, soccer squad. Yes, young one. Young quick. Yep. Uh, nine for 52, just quietly. Oh, n- nine for? Nine for. A nine for. I haven't seen a nine for in grade cricket for a, a long time. Oh, my gosh. Well done, Tim. Timmy Oakley. Um, bit of a strange cat, apparently. 
but well, don't hold that against him. No, nine, for, nine wickets. He's the king of the nine clubhouse. Nine for fifty-two in the second innings. Northern Districts were four for two thirty. Cosy made eighty-four, but Tea Tree Gully get the win there. Adelaide Uni and East Torrens. It was it was a game they bowled Uni out. East Torrens bowled Uni out for one hundred and twenty-seven last week, and overnight they were eight for one hundred and ten. Mm. They went on to win the game. They made one hundred and fifty-three. Uh, in the second innings of that game, Uni made six declared for 245. Ben Wakeham made 65. And in reply, um, East Torrens were five for 154. Jake Lehman amongst the runs, he made 77. So East Torrens get the uh, first innings win there. It's very good for Jake. He's been on the outer for a little bit, so I'm glad he's making more runs. Yes, excellent work from Jakey Lehman. Adelaide played Sturt. Sturt made 354. Adelaide was 6 for 80 and then declared. Um, Corey Kelly got 3 for 28. Sturt declared it no, none for none. Right. So tried to go for the outright yep. and then bowled them out for 218. So they got the outright. Uh, well done. And well done to Sturt. So an outright win to them. Prospect made 369 last week. Port Adelaide a good chase. They were in trouble early. Uh, Tom Cooper made 53, Alex Garlic made 78, and uh, Port Adelaide finished at 8 for 321. So just fell short. So the Pirates get the win there. Um, West Torrens bowled Woodville out for 297 last week, and they chased the runs down, uh, got the runs four down. They were four for 299. Ryan Gibson, who's a player that's come over from New South Wales. Heard about him. Yeah, he's played some cricket uh, for New South Wales. I think he played for Penrith over there. Uh, he made 106. That's another big score. He, so he scored yeah. 200 last week. Yeah, he got a uh, not 200. That was Alex Ross. He got a he got 100 in the first. Yeah, he did score game, 100. Yeah. So he's making some runs and putting some pressure on uh, the Sackers as well, which is good. Bailey Capel 85. So a win to West Torrens. Last week Kensington made 401, five for 401 declared. Alex Ross made 209 last is. week. And Southern Districts, uh, not quite good enough. They were bowled out for 167. And Elliot Elliot Opie got five for 34. And the second innings, they were put back in and they were one for 25. When the game was called off and Kensington's get the win. So that's the grade wrap-up, the Premier grade wrap-up. Well, there's plenty of really interesting performance there and some fantastic ones too. Um, Let's talk WBBL quickly as we get closer to the end of the show. The strikers today in action against the Brisbane Heat didn't quite get the result they were after. On the greenest wicket I've seen in a long, long time at Dremoyne, um, the ball was doing a bit of everything. It was jumping off a length and players were getting hit and Felt for Tegan McFarlane behind the stump. She did a magnificent job. Just doing a bit. They they were holding the Brisbane Heat until um, until Laura Kamins came in and hit forty one off seventeen deliveries. Oh, she whiz. Uh, she smashed them, and they made seven for three. Uh, seven for one hundred and thirty six. Strikers started well with Talia McGrath and Katie Mack. Talia McGrath made fifty two. Katie Mack twenty five. But just sort of lost their way a little bit and then got behind the run rate. Stefani Taylor made 27, so the strikers could only manage 7 for 122. So, unfortunately, another loss for them. They've gone from 4th down to 7th. Yeah, that's that's really bad. I'm just looking at the table. Uh, four wins gets you into 4th, and that's where they were, as you said. Now, that loss 
drops them to seventh, and everyone below fourth is on three wins. So it's a pretty tight comp. Top is five wins. So really, That's a right. win loss right now is huge. You just need to get that one win, and you, you basically pump yourself halfway up the ladder. So it's it's not a big divide. Every game matters. Yeah, it certainly does. Sydney Thunder, uh, yeah, just with the four wins, two no results. So they're in second. So that's the difference they're, between they're seventh and second. One, one and a half wins behind second. Wow, that's incredible. Hey, um, let's quickly talk about something that you were talking to me off air, and I'm going to put this to you just <laughs> at the last second. Um, we're hearing some whispers, and when I say we, I mean you. What <laughs> What have you learnt, Bonds, during the week that you're just alerting to me and, and just throwing at me last minute, and I thought we, we probably should have gone with this a bit earlier. What, what do you know? Well, in these strange times, uh, the cricket schedule has been uh, up in the air. We don't know what's happening. Mm. White ball cricket, T20s are coming. After that, there's the Marsh Cup, which is the state 50-over yeah, competition. One-day one comp. Um, for all intents and purposes, most people thought that won't happen. Scratched. I believe that that may still go ahead. Ooh. So the Marsh Cup may be played in April. April 2021. Yes. Domestic One Day Cup. Yes. You heard it first here on the First 11 Cricket Show. So it's traditionally been played in, what, August, October sort of uh, well, yeah, times, Early in the it? season. Yeah. It's normally played early in the season. Then they go into the Shield Cricket. Then they go into the Big Bash. Yep. And uh, then back into Shield. And then wrap it up. After that, yeah. So it might be that we go Shield into the Marsh Cup, the one-day cup, mm. at the end of the season. So we might have a, another little hub situation. Who mm. knows? I like that. Who knows? But the Marsh Cup, they're still looking to play it. April 2021. That is a good whisper, Bonds, and I hope it comes to fruition. Um, is there a possibility that uh, we could ever go back to the way that it used to be years ago, probably a decade or so back, where we used to have a Shield game and then well, immediately the, after, there's a one-day game. They did that a bit last year. Did they? So really? they went back to the, a little bit that, that way last year. But it was early, only early in the season. So, yeah. So it, it, I used to love that. You'd have Queensland I, I think, it's, I think it's the way to do it. And I hope they yeah. do it moving forward. Obviously, strange year this year. But hopefully next, yeah. Yeah, next year it works that way. That so. was terrific. Speaking of white, white ball cricket, um, yes. it's coming up very soon, Australia and India, which is exciting. That is that is nearing quicker and quicker. There's only two weeks until it's we see it. It's too far away, Sam. No, it's two more weeks. The 20 se- Yeah, that's too far away. Why isn't it tomorrow <laughs> night? <laughs> 27th uh, of November is the first ODI, Australia versus India. Uh, the second one is on the 29th. Um, both of those games at the SCG. And the third one is on the 2nd of December at Manuka Oval in Canberra. Uh, then we've got three T20s, the 4th of December at Manuka, uh, the 6th of December at the SCG, and the 8th of December at the SCG. I'm not happy it's behind a paywall, but that's for another day. We've got to wrap the show up, Bonds, because it is just about smack on 7 o'clock. We've got the best of 5AA coming up here very shortly for you, but then Paul Richards will be taking your calls tonight, which is uh, always very entertaining. He's going to be covering the Christmas pageant, which is live at the Adelaide Oval in an hour's... Oh, in fact, I think it starts at 7, so you might actually be... Just uh, running a little bit late to get to the the pageant if you're on your Santa's way there. Santa's coming! Santa's oh coming! Oh my goodness. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your night. And we'll be back next week with the first 11 Cricket Show.